Welcome back. I'm Elisa. I'm Justine. And we are the Murder Sisters. Oh, look at Yay. you. I, I was watching you do that. But you know why? Because we're we're in person. We're recording whoop, whoop. in person again. Oody, oody. I bet the sound quality is so much better. I think so, too. So we're back. This is episode 58. Yep. And today's case is another total mystery. So we're back to the mysteries that we like to cover. This is the disappearance of two-year-old blonde-haired hazel-eyed Dior Kuntz Jr. on July 11th, 2015. Dior was, like most two-year-olds, full of curiosity, just a happy little boy. He was born to his mom, Jessica Mitchell, and his father, Vernal Dior Kuntz. Yeah. Who they both referred to Dior Jr. as little man. And before Dior was born, Jessica and Vernal dated in high school for about two years and then ended up ending the relationship. They both graduated, went on their separate ways, and married other people. Jessica had two other children with her then-husband, but both Vernal and Jessica ended up getting divorced. So they both married other people, got divorced from other people. Then they reconnected years later and quickly fell back in love, and Vernal eventually proposed to Jessica. And two months after the proposal, Jessica found out she was pregnant with baby Dior, who was born on December 30th, 2012. They lived together as a happy family in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Dior was an in, described as an independent toddler. He <laughs> went on his I know, whatever that means. He liked to do things by himself, like he enjoyed just playing by himself. Sounds like an only child, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to. What are you mm-hmm. going to do? He loved playing with trucks and giving hugs. <laughs> a little background. That is adorable. <laughs> Uh, just so you get an idea of who yeah. he was. <laughs> he um, likes trucks and hugs. He likes to hug and he likes trucks. In an episode of People Ma- Magazine Investigates, Dior's grandma, which is Jessica's mom, said mm-hmm. that she had a playroom in her house and he would spend hours in there playing. And she's like, you know, could tell like, OK, he's still playing in there. He's OK because she could hear him talking to himself and singing. Oh my gosh. I know. That's so cute. And so she's like, yep, he's just in there playing, having the time of his life. He just, you know, loved wow. playing with the toys. I know, for What's hours. What's that like? A two-year-old. Yeah. I know. Huh. Jessica worked as a certified in-home caretaker. I, based on... CNA? I guess. Based on, though, like an interview I saw with, with Vernal... He said that Jessica, like, had a hard time keeping jobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like. Like, this guy's harsh. Yeah. He, Vernal. Yeah. You'll get into that, yeah. I, probably. But she did take over care once her grandfather, Robert Walton, became, you know, too ill, I guess, to take care of himself or too mm-hmm. old. She did become his caretaker. And she would go care for him every day and brought Dior with her. So they became pretty close. On July 10th, 2015, only a day before, oh, sorry, nope, July 9th, 2015, and mm-hmm. this is where there's a lot of misinformation online, uh, Yeah. so you have to double, triple, quadruple check. So let me rephrase, say that over. 
on July 9th, 2015, mm-hmm. only a day before Dior went missing, the family decided to go camping and invited Jessica's grandpa, Robert, that I mentioned, thinking she wouldn't get many more chances to camp with her grandpa, which was one of her favorite childhood memories. So she was like, you know, he's getting worse or whatever. Yeah, he was in very poor health. And then a friend of Robert's named Isaac Rainwand. Yeah, that's correct. Rainwand. Yep. Who had never met Jessica Vernal or Baby Dior came along too. So this was a pretty last minute spontaneous trip. It seemed. Those are the best kind. I know, right? Let's just go with a two-year-old. That's when you end up forgetting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, with a two-year-old. Let's just hit the roads. And after packing up two separate trucks, they left at around 2.40 p.m. Heading to... Sorry, uh-huh. I have a question. Do yeah. we know how long the camping trip was supposed to be? No, I oh, okay. I never came across that information. Like, we wanted to go for a few nights or whatever. Uh-huh. I personally didn't come across that. Okay. It was like, it was just a question. we're I just going to go. Yeah, no, okay. that's a good good question to ask because if they had... They need, would like need how to long pack. did they plan on being up there? They need they would need to pack for that amount of yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great point, Elisa. So around 2.40 p.m., they left and headed to their campsite at Timber Creek Camp- Campground in Lemmy County, Idaho, nestled in the picturesque oh, nice. Salmon Chalice National Forest. It sounds like a place that I would love to camp. Yeah. And I love camping. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You love the outdoors and like living on the land and stuff. That's like your dream. That was about a two hour drive from Idaho. Idaho Falls. (laughs) I like that. Whoa, that just slipped right out. (laughs) This campground, it's very remote. It's secluded and has some nearby like fishing spots. And from video footage, it looks like a perfect, beautiful place to camp. It's really nice. And this was also a spot that Robert Dior, uh, that Robert, <laughs> comma, <laughs> Dior's great grandpa, who I've talked about, had had camped as a boy too. So it's like kind of okay. like this family place that is nostalgic been. place. Yes, exactly. And a Which, good spot for his potential last camping trip. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. It's like he loved going as a child. He brought, I don't know if he brought Jessica there specifically as a kid, but they did yeah. go camping together a lot. They all seem like outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. So before arriving to the campsite, though, the group did drive an extra 40 minutes to a convenience store. So I don't know if this will come up in Elisa's part. Put a pin in that detail. Maybe we don't no. know. OK, so <laughs> I guess that doesn't make any difference. It was kind of like it was something that some of things covered, but some didn't. When the group finally arrived at their campsite, like fairly late. Dior helped his mom and dad set up for the night. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And everyone goes to bed. He set out the chairs. I could see. Whoa, that's like, okay. All right, Elisa. Yeah, I could see my son. Yeah, yeah. The next day, so the next day was July 10th. Mm -hmm. The group wakes up. It was a beautiful summer morning. Everyone has breakfast together. And after breakfast, Jessica and Vernal take Dior to a convenience store. Also a detail that might come up later. (laughs) Yeah. Did you do this part? What? The convenience store. No. It's almost like. uh, No. (laughs) Because it comes up in the investigation. So it's like, okay, she woke up. She was on her period. Yeah. 
and kept asking Vernal, can we go? And he was like delaying it. And she said, and this is according to Jessica in one of the many interviews. And she said he wasn't taking her. And then he finally did and stopped at multiple places. And she said, fine, I can wait. I've already been waiting for hours. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know if if that even matters. But anyway, so they went to the convenience store. And then when they returned to the campsite and Robert, they so they returned to the campsite and Robert is just like relaxing at the fire, you know, the yeah, fire, the fire area. ring, mm-hmm. fire pit um, fire on ring. a chair, just chillaxing. Isaac said he wanted to go fishing. And so Jessica and Vernal decided that they wanted to go on their own too to do a little exploring. What does that yeah. mean? And like fishing, I think. Also. I think fishing also. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I want to go fishing. And so they ask, <laughs> how do you feel about Jessica? Oh, jeez, I guess. Another slip. So they ask Robert, the great grandpa, to watch over Dior for a little bit at the campfire while they go off on their own. Again, Alisa, you will probably go into this, but with a current two-year-old in our lives right now, I can't imagine a man with an oxygen tank (laughs) who needs in-home care watching over a two-year-old boy like me when I watch yours yours mine even for little bits of time I'm exhausted it's you know yeah they're active they explore and they move around and yeah and I touch on this a lot too and this is a case we talked about covering this a couple of years ago maybe a year and a half ago or something and we're like well you know I don't know and covering it now that my son is basically the exact same age as Dior. I have a lot of perspective on... Totally. What a two-year-old is capable of doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And what it's like to watch after a two-year-old. I will touch on the fact that they left him in the care of someone that could not even care for (laughs) themselves. So true. Okay. Oh, where was I? So they asked Robert, the great-grandpa... To watch over Dior, who's like, you know, very old, like Elisa said. Anyway, Vernal, they go off and then Vernal gets back to the site and Jessica's trailing a little behind and he yells to Robert, where's Dior? Robert looks like perplexed and confused and states that he doesn't know where the baby is. Isaac comes back to the site. He sees Robert pacing around and asks what's going on. Robert tells him Dior is missing. People are like kind of panicky ish, I think, and start searching the area for about 20 minutes. And before a cell call, a 911 call comes in. A cell call. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> cellular phone makes a call outbound. Uh, outbound to cellular phone call. Dispatch. 911. And Elisa, I know you will go into the 911 call, but yeah. the timeline, it would mean Jessica and Vernal were exploring for about 30 to 40 minutes because on the 911 call, Jessica states that Dior had been missing for about an hour. Yeah. And this is like kind of where the nightmare really begins. And the discrepancies. And the crazy and the... And I will say, are you going to pass it off to me? At this point, I think it's a good <laughs> place to pass it on to Elisa, Thank who you. has a lot of heavy lifting because this was a doozy of a case. Yes. Right. So like the second portion of this case was a hot mess, hot mess express. 
And I did my best to include, and I feel like I always say this, but I did my best to include the information that I thought was helpful and important because <laughs> there's a lot of different stories out there. And I'm sure if you even do one Google search, you'll realize nothing matches up ever. But back to the 911 call. So on July 10th, 2015, Dior's mom, Jessica, called 911 at around 2.30 p.m. Dior Sr. was also reporting the disappearance vernal I'll refer to him as moving forward he was also reporting the disappearance at the same time but he said he had driven down that long road I think it was like it was miles so he drove down that long road to make the call because he said he did not want to make the 911 call with only one bar so he wanted to make sure he had more bars on his phone to make the call because he didn't want it to like drop in the middle, which sure, I get that. But also, why are you both? There were really only two people that were looking for Dior. Can I with, ask you? Yeah. So Isaac and the grandpa weren't really. And well, the grandpa's like, uh, yeah, well, attached to an oxygen machine. <laughs> he, he has cover, he's hard of hearing. He can't cover he a CPOD. lot of ground. Yeah, he's like worthless but what about Isaac well Isaac is like what's going on and he has no connection he is like why does he care that this little boy he doesn't know is missing yeah I would I say like the two people with the biggest sense of urgency who to are search gonna for cover him? the most ground the fastest and yeah really and try. know him and yeah. know like you know oh he really yes, likes that's trees, so true or he really likes dirt or water or you're rocks. right you're right okay that's just so asking. I'm saying like why are you taking the two people that care the most about this child and completely removing yourselves from searching for him like one person can make the call if Vernal felt so strongly about driving down the hill to get more bars great go do that make the call and Jessica can stay back at camp and search. But instead, both of them were making a call, the call, which is also confusing for dispatch. But anyway, I want to go into the actual call and what Jessica was saying in her call. So the 911 operator immediately asks what the address of the emergency is. And Jessica says, I'm actually camping in Lidore, just outside of Lador, my two-year-old son, we can't find him. She says, how long has he been missing? She says, about an hour. And the 911 operator says, an hour? And she says, yes. And so keep in mind, the service wasn't great on this call. So there's a lot of like miscommunication and stuff. But the 911 operator immediately asks, and I'm... I think this was such a smart question. She says, are you by water? And oh. Jessica says, yes. And so the 911 operator is like, Where, where's the campground? And she says, Stone Reserve, Timber Creek. And basically it goes on to ask what her son's name is, what he's wearing. And according to Jessica, he's wearing a pair of cowboy boots, a blue pair of like pajama pants and a camo jacket. And like Justine mentioned, he has shaggy, dirty blonde hair. And then the 911 operator says, wait, is your husband also calling? Because he was. So they were getting like the same call in. I will say that Jessica was 
much more calm on the phone call than I would have been. It was, you know, I tried to, I try not to judge people on these 911 calls, but having a, a child that's so close to that age and like, we love to go camping. So like to put myself in that position, like how would I act? How would I be? What, you know, how w- would I be sounding if I were the one making this call? And it just didn't match up to me. Um, I don't know if Jessica's just a naturally cold person oh, or <laughs> a naturally like composed person yeah, or maybe. maybe as a child she was taught not to show emotion or weakness or whatever. But it, it, it struck me as odd. No sense of urgency. Yeah. And I just found myself saying like I would be handling this so much differently. Yeah. Like it, it, it just didn't like jive with me. And what can I ask you this? Yeah. As a experienced mom of a two year old. Yeah. Um, if your if your son went missing and in uh, like at a campsite that mm-hmm. was just with water. Oh, yeah. Like and there wasn't a lot of pe- there weren't a lot of people around to help look. Yeah. It, would you look for him for 30 minutes and then call <sighs> police or would you? Do 10 minutes, run as fast as you could around, call police, and then continue looking. If I'm being very honest, and I hope to God I am never in this situation, and I do everything in my power to avoid ever having this happen, but I would probably, it would probably more be more closer to like five minutes. That's, I I was thinking you would Honestly, if that, I think I would. Call 911. Yeah. I think I would have the old man who couldn't walk. Call nine one one, or even cr- and just even give Isaac. as much detail. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because he knows camping, he knows the area. I would just That's have him get the detail, and then have me and my husband searching. But I would not search for very long. Before, before I, like 20 minutes to me is absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a very you just get this feeling and where she it's even, like Jessica he's even not said around. an hour. Well, he was missing for an hour. That's where the math came in Which about is the like, timeline. What? Yeah, so he's not going to be super close because they went off. So she, I think her timeline was based on when they went off to go on their own. And that's what there were also discrepancies with that because okay. Vernal said, so Jessica said about an hour, Vernal said 20 minutes. And I was wondering if the discrepancy was like a lack of Where understanding he was of what was being asked because... I think when he initially went missing, Vernal and Jessica hadn't seen him for 20 minutes. So I don't know if he was he thought she was asking, like, what was the initial time span between when you last saw him? Yeah. And that would make sense. Before he was officially missing to you. That would make sense. Or the time that you left him with the grandpa. Yeah. Came back and then after. Yeah. That's what it. Yeah. 30 minutes and then searched another 30, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry um, to. Like no, it's fine. I feel very hole. passionately about this case. It was like, oh my gosh, I f- I'm going to do a lot of talking probably. I'll mm-hmm. stop doing talking now. <laughs> my part's over. <laughs> Get out of here, Justine. All um, right, go. So on to like the search. Shortly after making the 911 call to report baby Dior missing, a very extensive search effort involving local law enforcement, search and rescue teams, and volunteers you know, they made their initial attempt to locate, like Justine said, they call him little man. And 
the initial search area consisted of a two-mile radius. The police search on the day he went missing was a critical part of the ongoing investigation. Law enforcement personnel and volunteers, like I said, were involved in this search operation. And in addition to like, like doing ground searches, they also had, what's it called? What is that called? Heat vision? Oh, it? yeah. They I, had air searches going also, but like the with the thermal. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thermal Whatever. radiation. <laughs> radiation. Detectors. Okay. All right. I think you guys know where yeah. it's like if there's something. Thermal imaging. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. There's something producing heat, like yeah. body, for yeah. instance, body heat. Yes. Then it'll show up as like orange or. And they also brought out canines. They, I mean, when I say extensive search, they, it was extensive. But I do want to go back to the fact that the search radius was only two miles. Which. Is, I had a huge problem with that. Uh, okay. But that's a lot. Uh, it's. Two square miles seems like a lot, though. I personally, if... So, okay, I go back to my own kid. Mm -hmm. So he's, like I said, he's going to be two years old. He can hike up and down rough terrain by himself. Yeah. For miles. Steep. Yes. Steep, rough terrain. Yes. And he not only does that, he walks fast, he runs fast. Yeah. He could get so far in the blink of an eye. It's true. So if authorities were coming to me and saying like, oh, we're doing a two mile. Sur-, I would be like, no, you're not. Yeah. Guaranteed he's past that. It's been how long? It's been hours. And you think like when you think of a two year old, you think of like delicate and mm-hmm. s- slow and no stamina and they can't walk very fast oh, and yeah, they're uneven and it that's absolutely not necessarily the case for every child. And then like two year olds are close to the ground. So like, yeah, your two year old <laughs> is super fast. He's like, so fast. So fast. Like a man. Yeah. That's why you can't take your eyes off of him because he's like, I mean, f- so just not to get so side off side, you know, sidetracked. sidetracked. I Even- think the word you're looking at. <laughs> Thank you. I can't speak. I- so like even when I'm at home if I and my husband's home and I need to go to the bathroom I will communicate with him and say make like do you have eyes on him and he'll say yes and then I'll be like okay I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then when I come back I'll say I have eyes on him you know so there's always like communication about who's watching I always wait for confirmation about do you have eyes on him yeah yeah you know and so because he is so fast He's very, very. But this yeah. isn't about my kid. This I know, is but about it's a good. TR. It's it's good to just kind of gauge. Yeah. Um. So, like, back to the search. Another very interesting piece of information was the fact that Vernal was allowed to take an ATV out and be part of the initial initial search for Dior. That's strange and yeah, not. That's, that's atypical. Wild. Because typically the parents are kept out of the search for multiple reasons. The main reason being like if they had something to do with it. So so keep in mind, Vernal took off down that seven mile, I think, road when he first went missing to make the call. And now he's taking off on an ATV 
during the initial on his search own. Not, on his own not with a yeah search, like an officer so those are two very odd things that kind of stuck in my mind and so because Vernal was part of that initial search operation he knew exactly where they were searching he knew how far they were searching so that's information that like parents of a missing child typically aren't like privy of in that in that much detail when a child goes missing for like I said for many reasons one of the reasons being that they had something to do with it so yeah you know I'm not saying that he did but I'm saying saying that gave he had two major opportunities to get rid of things and you can't like eliminate that possibility because so he could have like gotten rid of something on that truck ride down when he was making the 911 call and then like moved something or done you know gotten rid of something on the ATV right you know what I mean yeah so it's it's just not a good idea to like let the parents well no and it's probably against protocol in yeah experience yeah law enforcement okay so let's move away from the search which came up with absolutely nothing so no scraps of his clothing, no blood, no sign of a struggle, no no trace, no footprints all. of baby Dior, like no, there not was even nothing. Wow. Which is also like strange. Yeah, like that. And he, here's sorry. No, here's another thing I was thinking about. Excited. There was a piece of information that like people said, was he even up there? And there was you know, a trash bag apparently up there with one diaper in there suggesting like, oh, he had to have been up here. But I'm like, if he was up there, you would know it. Like the amount of toys he bring and there definitely should have been more than one diaper. Yeah. But, you know, it's like all those things you should look for. I just don't think that they really looked for those initially. Yeah. You know, it's like all the signs that a two year old is there. And I saw an interview where they asked Isaac, like, was there anyone in the car? Well, I think they had the baby. To the best of my knowledge. Yeah, they had the child in the back seat. I think. Like, basically, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. I it's just know. weird. I. These are all, and these, again, are things that have popped up in my head, because, mm-hmm. like, it's like we camp and we camp with a two year old. Yeah. So it's like it would be very obvious to anybody that showed up to a campsite, even if we had just been there overnight and yeah. half a day to- yeah, that there's right. a toddler there. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, because the searches weren't fruitful, the family ended up hiring private investigators and the two main private investigators they hired were at different times, but they played a huge part in this case and sorry i'm a uh-huh. <laughs> i just have no to. go ahead i'm thinking listeners might be wondering this who hired the private investigators was it the mo- jessica's mom so there's a little like some uh, i couldn't actually pinpoint like according to jessica they paid one of the investigators and I don't know if the other investigator was getting paid or not or and then at one point I found some information that stated that a family member of yeah Dior's was paying well I also saw that there was a GoFundMe yes there was a GoFundMe okay 
That was for the second investigator. Yes. And that I, I think s- was to cover expenses. It wasn't, they weren't actually making money in yes. the bank. Yeah. Cause it wasn't that much. If you think about all the, everything that goes into that investigation. Yeah. And I saw that the first investigator was like knew the family and offered his services. Yes. Yeah. Type that's, of thing. Yeah. Like here, your son is missing. I'm going to help you. Okay. Yeah. Did I just answer my own question? You did. Thank you. Okay. I just had to lay it out there. Yeah. (laughs) So the first private investigator, like Justine, kind of knew the family somehow. His name was Frank Vilt. And, you know, he had a background in, what is it called? Oh my gosh. I can't think of words today. In... Law enforcement. (laughs) That was the word. I was like waiting for some big. Sorry. Smart word. Um, So he had a background in it and he worked with the family up until September 25th, 2015. So it was only for a few months. Um, And he stated that he decided to remove himself from the case stating that and this is in quotes the truth will come out in terms of the parents Jessica and Vernal not being honest and upfront with him and he said that was one of his stipulations like I am happy to help you as much as you need but I need you to be honest with me and ultimately he did not feel like he was getting that from them in what capacity I don't know but it was enough for him to feel like he had to step away from it. Yeah. Because he wasn't able to effectively do his job, essentially. And the f- second private investigator was named Philip Klein. And he had a private investigation firm called KIC Texas. And they were hired, like Justine said, through that like GoFundMe. And that was in early 2016. And their goal was also to help the family search and find their son and basically get answers. And there, again, they said, like, we just need you to be upfront and honest with us. Tell us everything so we can take everything that you have and figure out what happened to baby Dior. And after working with the family from early 2016 to November 2017, Philip Klein There's some debate whether he resigned or the family fired him. But either way, the working relationship was severed for whatever reason. And he said that, again, the family was not being honest with him. And in the statement released by Philip Klein, he said, On Monday, November 13th, 2017, KIC Texas provided formal notice to Steve Penner Lamai County Sheriff that we would be withdrawing from the Dior Kuntz case effective immediately. I would like to make the reason for withdrawal very clear for the public media and the general public. He said, we believe KIC Texas can no longer move this case forward. It is our firm belief that until truthness comes from the persons that we, as well as law enforcement, have named as suspects, meaning Jessica and Vernal, There is nothing further to investigate. All evidence leads to the death of Dior Kuntz Jr. We do not believe a kidnapping or animal attack occurred. And all evidence supports this finding. So that's very... Wow. That's a bold statement to make. Yes. 
Exactly. And they went on to say, we believe charges should be filed on the parents for child endangerment at a very minimum. Whoa. So, you know, and then they went on to ask the district attorney of Lamia County to consider those charges. Whoa. So they're like going hard. Like, yes. We firmly believe this. And this is like a professional company that yes that's yeah they've probably all have i mean i I don't even know how many hundreds of cases they've worked on and Mm -hmm. like for this and they felt so strongly about it that they were going to release this statement there was later like charges of defamation made by vernal which were dismissed Mm. but you know yeah either way so i think this the reason i wanted to talk specifically about those private investigators is I think that's it's a really interesting fact that both of them yeah had that same they were like you're not being honest not only that they weren't being honest but also like you know straight up saying I believe that they the parents either know something or have something to do with this yeah I think they had different theories Philip Klein thought that there was some sort of neglect that led to the death of Dior. And the first invest private inve- investigator, Frank, I think he went along the lines of like, Jessica didn't want her kids. She had given up her other two kids. So she, you know, she does. It was want more kids. something like this intentional thing and possible adoption, which was like, what? Hmm. Which I don't think is yeah, yeah the yeah. case. But next I want to touch on the different interviews. And there were many, many, many hours of interviews. I'm just going to briefly touch on these, Mm -hmm. um, just like inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. So with Jessica, her interview, her initial interview, she specifically said that she asked her grandpa, Bob, to watch Dior and that he agreed. Jessica said, and I quote, when my grandpa said that he would watch him, I was all for it. I was excited. And that kills me because it was my idea. Like, yeah, I want to go fishing. So she also went on to say that she remembered asking her grandpa, are you sure you are okay with him? And he said, yeah, he's fine. He just wants candy. She also said that after Dior went missing, Grandpa Bob has told her that Dior was sitting nearby a tree where he was. And he was either playing with dirt or playing with a shoe. He couldn't tell. And then I think he also said like, oh, he was over by the stream. And then I looked away for, you know, I turned my head for five to 10 minutes or something. Oh my and gosh. he was gone. And I'm like, well, yeah, no Turning shit. He's gone. Alisa. We'll have to put an E for like, explicit what? on this episode. Drop in the um, SH. Okay. And then so that, he I may have, have dozed off also. Oh, there's sorry. A lot of, yeah, go ahead. I'm just jumping in and I can understand her saying, you know where you're just so desperate and you're exhausted from watching a kid that needs 24-7? Yeah. That it's like, it's, I could see being like, I just need a little break. There's yes. no one around. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of open space. It is pretty open that their camp- campsite. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, she, she probably just really wanted to go fishing. And but, so, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I get that. Uh-huh. I've been there. Not where I wanted to go fishing because I don't fish. But I don't kill animals. I also take <laughs> into consideration who I could potentially. <laughs> like there are very, especially in a camping situation, That's there true. are a handful of people 
that I would allow to watch him, my son, in that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. Very few. And it would definitely not be hit you know that's all child's great grandpa that can't hear has hearing aids oxygen can't walk without an oxygen tank that's also true and you always like sacrifice the fun for your child of course like but also at the same time i'm like isn't fishing with your kid fun yeah that's also true i don't know i just if he's like good enough to sit around and the grandpa then wouldn't he be good enough to sit around the parents fishing yeah i don't know um, yeah, you're right, Elisa. Like, yeah. Do you want to go fishing with us and teach them how if that's what they're into? That's very true. Or even just splash around in the creek with his cowboy boots. Totally. Yep. All right. I um, So I take back that statement that I could understand. <laughs> and I'm not a mom myself. So it's it's hard for me to say. Yeah. How desperate was she to go fishing? I mean, and I there's know. also a time and place to yeah. get a break. And I don't think camping is that time or place yeah yeah you know that's not an environment when you're in a foreign environment well, and she's like i want to spend this last trip with my grandpa and then everyone ditches the grandpa <laughs> and it's like here you watch our kid bye yeah i don't all right okay all right all right i, I keep throwing you off track no it's fine i know this episode is gonna be like manic i it's I, okay i'm following along and i researched so i like I know I said this earlier, and I really try not to judge people's behavior or actions in situations like this, but it was especially hard not to, you know, like I've said many, many, many times. So I was, I just kept thinking about why she would leave him and why yeah. she would leave him with someone that she herself had to care for daily. Yeah, that's you carrying know. an oxygen tank with hearing aids. Yeah, and she wa- I will say she was crying a little bit, but there was also like something about her words where she was saying it's my fault, but then at the same time she was quickly shifting the blame to her poor grandpa who like had no real ability to yeah. care for a 2-year-old. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just I don't know. There something off about her like I said but it could just be her so on to grandpa Bob when he was asked like did you agree to watch Dior he said that's what I hear and so he doesn't remember like if Jessica actually asked him he said I don't remember that but I was watching him anyway so it kind of seems like according to grandpa Bob at like that Jessica and Vernal were just kind of like letting Dior play at the campground while they like went off and fished, assuming that grandpa Bob was taking responsibility for him. And I'm, I say that's like, according to Bob and you know, it's like, did she actually say, Hey grandpa, can you watch him while we walk? You know, we don't know about that. And we've talked about it a lot. Like Bob was not in good health. And during his interviews, there were inappropriate times that he was laughing. Like when the investigators asked him, like, what does your heart say? What does your gut say? What and he like kind of laughed. I don't. And people were like, oh, he's lying. It's weird. It's off. I think he had. And I'm not a doctor, but I think there was some like 
Alzheimer's or yeah. dementia going on there because it seemed like he wasn't fully. Yes. Yeah. Like he wasn't, again, he didn't have all his crayons either, but a different type <laughs> of crayon box. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's whatever. And then moving on to Vernal's interview. And unlike Jessica, who cried a little bit, Vernal, from the interview I watched, he was not crying. And he actually came off as really, really aggressive, pissed off, and angry. And, you know, I know most, I don't know, like, I feel like most dads would be frantic more, but he was just angry. And, you know, Vernal said it's my fault for allowing Bob to watch my child, but I will never forgive Bob for letting my son get out of his sight. I will never forgive him. And he yeah. went on to say, like, when officers asked him if he trust, trusted Jessica 100%, and he said, with my son, I did. And notice he said, I did. I did trust her 100%. Like, Oh, but he said when it comes to any life decision, no, whoa, which is like, you know, yeah, any, any life decision. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And then he went on to say the only thing that I could ever that I ever thought was maybe she meaning Jessica knew something about Bob and was worried about Bob spending what life he's got left in prison. And that was eating away at her. Whoa, what is that? Again, putting the blame on Bob. It's like, and deflecting the entire investigation away from Dior. It's like, and like, what? okay, say that did happen. Say like Bob let him waff, like wander off and get killed. And Bob knew that's what happened and told Jessica, like, how would that ever not get to Vernal? Yeah, you know, they were all they were like around yeah. each other. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And OK, so moving on to Isaac, Isaac was the only one whose story stayed like fairly consistent. There were times where he said, to the best of my knowledge, but I think that's maybe like a lawyer telling him to say. Oh, it seemed like he was totally lawyer. Yeah. Like he knew. Like the, he didn't have a lawyer. I was and then actually he got one later. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. And the lawyer's dropping. like, let's make sure we practice this. Yeah. This over is what and you over say. and over. Yeah. Yeah. You never said, say definitives. You say, to the best of my knowledge. So according to Isaac, him and Jessica actually went to the fishing hole together while Vernal and Dior were trailing behind. And then according to Isaac, Vernal had, like, while he was walking with Dior, Dior, I guess, started to go back the other way. And Vernal asked Dior, like, are you going, do you want to come with us? Do you want to go with grandpa? And at that time, Dior decided to go to the grandpa. And then Vernal met up with Jessica and Isaac over by the fishing area. So... Again, that doesn't really jive with Jessica saying, hey, Grandpa, can you watch Dior for us while we go fishing? Maybe Vernal just let Is or let baby Dior walk back to the campsite yeah. by himself. Yep. Yeah. And well, then maybe Jessica was covering and saying like, oh, we asked Grandpa. And then Grandpa was like, nobody asked me, but he was there and I was watching him. Yeah. So it's like, sounds like it falls more on Vernal, you know? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and he was really angry. And, like, they all focused, like, Vernal and Jessica 
focused all of or pointed all the fingers like at Isaac too and how weird he was. Yeah. Oh, he's so weird. He's so weird. And yeah, I mean, if you watch interviews with the guy, yeah, he's a little weird. He's a little, yeah. But also like. He was ruled out from the private investigators. Yeah. And he, don't get me wrong. He has a history of his own. Mm -hmm. He was, there is some word on the street or the internet that he is a sex offender. He also has somewhat of a extensive criminal history and police and court documents show that he was charged with felony rape in 2006, but those charges were brought down to a misdemeanor domestic battery. Don't know the details behind that. Doesn't mean that he is someone that's going to murder a two-year-old child. You know, it's just like adds to the, like, what was this camping trip? Yeah. I know, right? The fun. Camping trip full of misfits and a two-year-old. So, like, kind of moving away from the initial statements. And I say initial statements because everyone was interviewed many, many, many times for many hours. And stories changed, basically, with everyone except for Isaac. So, take that how you will. But according to like in terms of theories, so let's move on to the theories. And there are, according to Lemhi County Sheriff Steve Penner, he said there's three theories that uh, authorities are considering and did consider. The first is an animal attack. So in Ohio, they have the big game in that area where they were camping and where Dior went missing. They have elk, moose, deer, antelope. And the main predators are bears and mountain lions. So, you know, if we're thinking animal attack. And the theory has, in terms of an animal attack, they said basically if you have an animal attack, it would be somewhat like close to the area where he went missing. And there would definitely be some evidence of something. Yeah, something of something. Whether that be like shreds of clothing, a shoe, a little blood, some bone. There would be something there. And so there wasn't. And so that was pretty much kind of like ruled out, I guess. I also saw that there's that there aren't many incidents where the animals come very like where animals and people kind of meet up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, I can't speak for this particular area, but yeah, I think it was they were interviewing someone about, the you know, area. I know bears come for food. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. like it doesn't happen often. And if it did, there would be evidence of it type of thing. Yeah. So the second theory is that it was a stranger abduction. And according to the forest stranger, there is only that one seven mile stretch of road that leads out of the campsite area. So that's the same seven mile stretch of road that Vernal drove down to get better cell reception when he was making the 911 call. And the area where the family had been camping is pretty, it's remote. Like it's a known area, but it's like, you're not going to be in a typical, I what you think of a, a campground, there's like campsites right next to each other. Yeah, this was yeah. not that. You can hear other people. You yeah. can see other people. Uh-huh. So... It was kind of remote and it was roughly an hour and a half away from any sort of big city like, say, Idaho Falls. And according to the sheriff, Steve Penner, 
None of the four members of the group that were camping with baby Dior on the day that he went missing heard any vehicle coming or going from that campsite. Given the fact that there was only one way in and out, I don't think, you know, I, it's hard for me to say, but I don't know that you would, I feel like you would hear or see dust from something. Yeah, that's true. Also the dust. Yeah. That, but that's not to say that it's impossible that they didn't notice something. Yeah. It's like, it's highly unlikely, but not impossible. Yeah. And then, so like, remember Justine said that they had gone to town earlier that morning. There's actually a man that Jessica had told authorities about, and she said he was creepy. He had like long, stringy, like gray hair, and she gave kind of a description of him like leering at Dior and... So she was thinking like, oh, it was kind of an unnatural way for somebody to be looking at a child. Like it made her uncomfortable. So they were thinking like, oh, maybe he could have, you know, followed them back up to the campsite, tucked his vehicle away and waited for an opportunity to take Dior. And maybe nobody noticed because he had parked in a, maybe he knew the area well and he knew where to park to not be seen. Yeah. Authorities did track that man down and he had a, he had an alibi. So, you know, but that's not to say that somebody else, I don't know what kind of town this is. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like somebody else in the town saw Dior when they went to town the morning and then follow, kind of followed him back and waited for an opportunity. Who, who knows? And, you know, we know that when they were in town, Dior got candy Mm-hmm. And so maybe they were, you know, oh, kind of saw, oh, that's a good way to get him to come well, with me. And Jessica said when they were first searching, when he first, they realized he was missing, she mm-hmm. was yelling out, I've got candy. Oh my God. I've got candy. Yeah. So like he loved candy. Easy. So, you know, the stranger with candy theory could be there, you know, and I think a lot of people said like, oh, if he was abducted, he would kick and scream and. I think at two years old, depending on what kind of child you have, that kind of stranger danger isn't always there. And also you can easily cover a kid's mouth. Yeah. With your uh, man's hand could cover a kid's two-year-old's whole face and keep them from screaming. And I, I, so I think like, I don't put much behind that, you know, saying like, oh, well, they didn't hear. It's like you probably wouldn't hear anything who knows especially the deaf grandpa or hard of hearing grandpa. Uh, so the third theory is that dior's family is somehow involved like i mentioned earlier both philip klein and frank vilt the private investigators that worked for the family and later left resigned they believe that jessica and vernal specifically are lying about what they know about the disappearance of baby dior frank Vilt even, like I had mentioned earlier, brought up the fact that, you know, Jessica had two other children and she actually gave up custody of those two children to her ex-husband. So, you know, he was suggesting like she didn't really want children. You know, she may have gotten rid of him. Yeah. I don't believe that to be the case. I think if anything, if something happened and the parents were involved, I think it was an accident. Yeah, and I feel like if there was some kind of like she was selling him to someone or yeah, whatever, it's there really would weird. be evidence of that. There would yeah. be like paper trails or digital trail, yeah. something to lead to that. 
Yeah. So I, you know, but I will say that Vernal and Jessica also failed their polygraph tests relating to questions about what happened to you to Dior and where he was at and whether they like knew anything about that. So, you know, that's not a good look, but I will say, I can't remember what case it was, but I remember a dad failing a polygraph when they asked if they, if he knew where his daughter was, he said no. And it showed deception because he said he knew in his heart that she was like in in heaven. heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he failed. Yeah. And it was like later proven like he had absolutely nothing to do with it. But like that's he failed that question specifically because he was, you know, he was saying, oh, I think she's still alive and Mm -hmm. we're looking for her. But he said in his heart, he knew that she was no longer alive and that she was in heaven. So when they said, do you know where your daughter is? He said, no. Yeah. And it showed yeah. his deception, mm-hmm. which is like insane. Yeah. Um, wild. Well, sorry. I'm not supposed to say that insane <laughs> or crazy anymore. Lisa. My bad. You just said both of them. You know, and I also mentioned like Jessica, Vernal, and Bob have changed their stories over time. Jessica said that she blames the trauma of the situation for her changing stories, which I get. You know, I get how your brain can fill in blanks for you to make things make more sense or because you want to remember something and you can't. So I know that memory is really interesting in the sense that it can create false narratives to fill for something to make sense. Yeah. Or if somebody's asking you something over and over and over again and you really don't know, then your brain's like, God, I should know. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was this. And then you start telling yourself something and then it can change. So I get that kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's stuff that's off about Jessica and Vernal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And so some updates in the case. To this day, obviously, we're covering it as an unsolved disappearance. So Dior is baby Dior is still has never been found it remains unsolved there hasn't been much movement in the case it's still an active case yes but there's not there aren't any answers yeah like nothing yeah and I know that Vernal and Jessica actually they split up in 2016 and Jessica met and married someone six weeks after well and like after meeting him Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 She met him. Which is weird. Six weeks later got married. So this is her third marriage. Mm hmm. Well, Well, I don't think she ever married Vernal. That's right. They were engaged. Yeah. That is right. And then another thing that came up was that cadaver dogs hit on human remains near the body of water that was by the campsite. Somebody later came forward and admitted to spreading their family members cremains in that area so the animals were the dogs were hitting on that oh my gosh okay what are the odds yeah i'm sure it happens all of the time up there though why because people like to be in nature 
you know like they like their <laughs> stuff spread in nature or like it was just really remote though and there's so much more nature than that yeah. area and it's like illegally dumb it's like oh yeah, sorry right? that was me okay you're yeah. under arrest for like, what no not in idaho and then in May 2017, the National National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released an age-progressed photo of what they think Dior may have looked like two years after he went he disappeared. And they said that it's something they'll continue to do, like as time goes on. Every I think it was like every five years. Don't ask. Sounds me. about right. But this other than that, part. there's <laughs> nothing to nothing. report. No one's been charged. No one's been arrested. Everyone's living their best life. I, mean, I wonder if the grandpa is still around. No, he's not. Oh, you knew that? You know that? Oh, yeah. I think okay. He di- I can't yeah. remember when he. Yeah, he's definitely not alive. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, he was in bad shape. Like I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that covers. Oh, I see her looking. I can get here, Lisa. Read this text. Okay, Robert Walton died. Oh, he had cancer Saturday, which was, and that was in 2019. 2019. Okay, so he lasted quite oh, a wow. while. Dang, Grandpa. That's why I'm like, he. I feel like he lasted a while after this last camping trip. So, yep, that's his face. That's him. Sourpuss. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't want to talk. I knows? feel bad for him also, I think feel like a lot of blame was put on this poor man that couldn't They're even all, like let's walk without grandpa. oxygen all right well thanks for listening and i hope that everyone hears us equally as far as sound yeah. quality we're and sorry for talking like fast loud a excitedly lot. but yeah. i feel like you guys are w- like this episode <sighs> this case resonated with me yeah i elisa kept trying to talk to me about it on the I phone know. and i was like save it for the podcast it's Elisa. just like heartbreaking yeah and it's just not having answers but hopefully I would lose my mind oh if I yeah were in that I would situation. not be able I to just absolutely like just move on and marry not yeah I don't know I yeah. don't know but hopefully answers come at some point I mean I think with time they eventually will and that's what know. one of the private investigators said like, oh yeah the truth, the truth will, will come, come out in time yeah they said that to the family yeah so that wraps up episode 58 yes, and Elisa, should people like follow us anywhere i or guess if they want to on instagram it's murder sisters pod oh okay you sent it in it's murder sisters pod. pod and email us at murder sisters pod at gmail.com that's murder sisters pod at gmail.com and tell a friend about us if you like uh, like us and you know all that good, all that stuff that you know already to do because you listen to podcasts i'm sure yes other podcasts besides us all right, all right. until next time thanks bye, bye. bye.